Acts chapter number 1, verse number 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, and let no one live in it, and let another take his office. That's a direct reference to an Old Testament passage in the Psalms to Judas, the one who betrayed Jesus. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to the day when he was taken from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So, The remaining apostles have gathered together in the upper room and they are looking around at what the next steps need to be. And they begin to plan for the replacement of Judas. And they propose two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. So, of course, they sought the will of the Lord, the plan of God. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Father, thank you. Your word is true. And we thank you in a world when everyone's trying to redefine truth, trying to make their own truth, trying to even reinterpret Scripture or ignore it altogether. Your word is truth. And when we gather together, we are reminded that in a very unstable world, we have a solid rock, bedrock of truth, your truth. So teach us to become more like you, to be more adherents to your truth, always faithful to your truth as you have been faithful to us. Holy Spirit, make truth real to each of us, and then we know you'll give us the strength to live it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. Whenever you are discouraged with your job, if you ever get discouraged with your family, if you ever get discouraged with serving Jesus, remember this hero in the Word of God. His name, Matthias. He's mentioned by Luke here in the book of Acts. Matthias replaced Judas, who was prophesied about in the Psalms, who betrayed Jesus. After the resurrection of Jesus, the disciples have gathered at the command and direction of Jesus. They're gathered in the upper room, just as Jesus told them to do. They've been praying there, and it's about seven days have passed. And as they prayed, they had revelation. It's time to replace Judas. They had sought the Lord. They prayed. They had qualifications. The replacement was not just for a leader in the church, but for an apostleship equal to the original 12. Of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they're giving the description of qualification. A person who had been with them from the time that Jesus was baptized by John 
to the time of Jesus' ascension, he would take the place of Judas. This had to be a person of great faithfulness. Only two filled that criteria. Only two. Justice and Matthias. So they cast lots. A roll of the dice, so to speak. The one with the short stick was out. The one with the longer stick was the new apostle. And God used this very simple method for this very vital and important role for his church. The qualifier, he had to be faithful from beginning to end. From the day that Jesus was baptized right on through his ministry years to his crucifixion, burial, resurrection, further teaching of Jesus all the way till he ascended. Semper Fi, Semper Fidelis, always faithful. Both men had been faithful. Acts 1, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. That's Matthias. It wasn't about his preaching. It wasn't his musical capability. It was this qualifier. He had to be faithful through the ins and outs of Jesus' ministry. Faithfulness. Serving. No recognition. No name highlighted. No one ever mentioning Matthias throughout the Gospels. Nobody praising him. These two men were simply serving in the role assigned them. And this we know. They followed the disciples around, went wherever they went, following Jesus. No miracles are attributed to these two men. No preaching style or capability is ever, ever attached to their names. Maybe they built campfires at night at the end of a day. Maybe they arranged for the meals for the 12 plus Jesus to eat together or for shelter for them when they were traveling so many times. But there's no recognition in the eyes of man. Matthias, perhaps he couldn't preach like Paul, never conducted a class. And you might feel insignificant, like I can do very little for the Lord. I carry an offering bag or I bring my tools to the church for construction when we're working on a special project. We're getting ready for another one. We're going to need as many as possible to bring your skill sets to help us. Or I help with technology areas. Or I, I arrange the platform and help move furniture around when we need to make changes. I change diapers in the nursery. Or I follow up a newcomer. I say to you, God sees what you're doing. Those apostles who can preach are not more valuable than you are. You are just as qualified and just as rewarded. We've all been given a gift to use for his glory. Exercise your gift in the church. Not everyone is a pastor or a preacher or a teacher or a singer, but everyone has a role to fulfill. And for too many in the body of Christ, they have the gift of holding down their seat. They've done that very well. Those who are faithful servants here at Calvary Christian Center make this a great church. The faithful, you are valuable. You are what great churches are made of. You show up Sunday, Sunday night. Wednesday night, 
you work in a particular group and with a particular group and teaching and monitoring and encouraging other students. You give, you worship, you serve. And we need people like Matthias who say, I may never get the praise of men here on earth, but my father sees what I do in secret. And one day he will call my name and reward me openly. You come to church, worship, serve, pay tithes, attend a small group, encourage somebody, connect with some newcomers. Faithfulness, it's a big deal with God. Matthias, have you cast out a devil? Have you preached in another country, Matthias? Have you taught a class? No. You see, I couldn't have preached overseas. I couldn't have gone to minister in Iraq and Afghanistan if it weren't for some faithful people who took the admonition of Scripture and sent me. How shall they go unless they be sent? And faithful people sent me. Faithful people. A group of people who believe in their pastor, support the dream God has given him for Calvary Christian Center, who say, we will be faithful in what God has called us to do, no matter how small, and God, by that, will enable us to touch our world. And because of faithfulness, see, you matter to God, great is your reward. Your prayers, your giving, your serving, you are the heroes of the kingdom. You matter to God, and you matter to his church. Matthias and Justice were with the disciples from the beginning of Jesus' ministry. I wonder how many here have been with me. I'm almost, almost 25 years later this year. I wonder how many here have been here 25 years. Have anybody been here 25 years? Let me see your hand. All those who have been here 25. Hold it up. Hold it up. 25-year people. Yes. So early service, it was loaded with people who have been here for 25 years. I love and appreciate you for faithfulness. Faithfulness. Qualifications. Not based on talent. Not based on skill. Not based on education. And God is telling us, when the choice was made for the last apostle, it was not based on his scriptural memorization, nor his ability to preach. He cho was chosen on the basis of faithfulness and loyalty. The choice was made on whether or, whether or not they had been there, consistently been there, faithful, constant, never stopping. God has called you to do things that might seem small to you, but no matter if they seem small, he will never overlook your faithfulness. Jesus said, if you have a cup of water and give it in my name, I will reward you at the judgment seat. You might not rub shoulders with great people, but you are equal by your faithfulness. Someone might outdo you in talent and capabilities, but you have resolved in your spirit, they'll never outdo you in faithfulness. These two were present from Jesus' baptism through his crucifixion, his burial, his resurrection and ascension. And I wonder how much they gave up to be with Jesus. I wonder how many other options Matthias could have exercised, but instead he laid them aside to be with Jesus. 
That's why he was chosen. There are people here today who gave up something to serve on the campus today. You didn't have to be here. You never give up your time and give up your effort. Listen, you never ever put in the time for the Lord. There is a reward for faithfulness. You give up your resources. You do whatever it takes to be in his presence, in his house, to hear his word. You're hungry. You're thirsty after righteousness. You cannot display faithfulness and God not notice you. He will notice you and your family. And he will pronounce blessings on your life. The enemy will never be able to stop from coming to pass in your life and in your legacy. Matthias served for three and a half years with no recognition. And if people never recognize what you do for the Lord, the real boss is observing from heaven. Then Matthias had to be with him, with Jesus and his disciples constantly. That was the qualification. And from the time Jesus went in and went out, listen to it, from among the men who were with us, the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus, from the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Man. There are times when Jesus is working miracles and everything is going beautifully and glory is being experienced and you're excited to be a part of the kingdom and we all love that. There are times when it feels like Jesus has left the building. (laughs) But it says those who are there, in the comings and the goings, in the ins and the outs, yet remain faithful, faithful in his word, whether you feel like it or not. You remain faithful in prayer, whether you feel like it or not. You remain faithful in your commitment to God and to his house. You faithfully tithe, whether you feel like it or not. You just do what God's required of you. You're here when Jesus is in, and you're here when Jesus is out. And I know he's always with us, But sometimes you don't sense that tangible presence of the Lord because you're in a valley, you're in a dry spell, you're out in the wilderness, but you remain faithful in the ins and the outs of Jesus. You're still praising him, whether you feel like it or not. Sometimes because God's at work in your life, spontaneously your hands just go up. Other times you have to choose to but, but deliberately lift your hands because you're in a battle and you're in a struggle, but you know I'm going to lift my hands and still praise God because the scripture says we do it because we worship our God, we love our God, we trust our God, our God is faithful to us. That's faithfulness, that's loyalty toward the Lord, and he will reward you for that. There are just too many hothouse Christians They only bloom in a protected environment. As long as there's no wind and no rain and no cold and no storm and no heat, they are faithful to God. When there are elements starting to emerge and storms are starting to beat, you see their faithfulness evaporate because the environment is no longer perfect. That's not the way I like it. Therefore... God's looking for people who remain with him through the ins and the outs, through the comings and the goings. And the truth is, God uses those times to expand your trust, to grow you, to teach you. It's in the difficult places 
that you finally begin to grow and you mature and you develop. He uses those times so you learn. You don't always have to feel God to know that he's there with you. There's a settled confidence. There's a peace in your soul that says, come what may, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. I am not afraid of the future. I'm not afraid of a bad report because the Lord is with me. There'll be times in your life when it feels as though Jesus has exited the building. Where did he go? What's wrong with the church? Why aren't we seeing God do more than we're seeing? And here's what I do know. If we are faithful to God through the ins and the outs, he always rewards our faithfulness. Always. And you get discouraged and you ask, well, where's God? Remember, if you're not doing some great thing, but you're just faithful in the thing God assigned you. See? Maybe I'm preaching to somebody who feels like it's useless. I might as well just quit. Might as well go do something else. You can't quit. There is no quitting place. He will have no pleasure in you if you draw back. We do not draw down. We may have commanders and chiefs at times who cause our military to draw down. I serve a commander-in-chief who never draws down, who never backs up, who always goes to the front line. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So then how do we live in times of testing when the battle gets hot and it's fierce and there's wounds and it's difficult? Then the just shall live by faith. But set your face like flint. Put your hand to the plow. You double down on your dedication. You make up your mind. I will reap a harvest if I don't quit. So I'll just give more of my life than ever to the kingdom of God. Because one day the trumpet will sound and the Lord will return and his reward is with him. I watch people. Some have been through struggles and deep valleys, but you just keep coming and you remain faithful and you still serve and you never miss a beat. And God is observant of that. He's also observant of those at the first sign of a, of a runny nose. I can't be there two weeks from now because today I'm sick. Really? You don't believe the Lord will heal you in two weeks? The Lord's not going to take care of that little matter that you're dealing with before, before your requirement and, and they just immediately begin to wilt because they're not in the hothouse any longer. Listen to me. When you're strong in the Lord through the coming ins and the goings out, you are seeking breakthrough. You are pressing up against the adversary. God will do it for anybody here today who will be faithful to him. But this wishy-washy Christianity, this skip, hit, and miss attitude... That does not work in the rewarding kingdom of Jesus Christ. You just disqualified yourself from the high places God would take you to when you decide that I'm a quitter. And remember, quitters never win. God will overlook a person who's more talented than you, more intelligent than you, and use you if you are faithful. The highest calling in the New Testament church was apostleship. 
And all Matthias did to be numbered with the other apostles, the eleven. Just a few words. I was there. I was there. I love that. That gives everybody hope. Amen? I look back on my life. I'm almost 25 years here. If I haven't achieved anything else, I have been here. I've been here. And too often, too often, we let the devil put us down and tell us how sorry we are. Remind him, devil, you couldn't be faithful when you were in God's presence 24-7. I'm faithful, and I've never seen him, but one day I will get to see him because I'm faithful to him. You, You have to learn how to after you've done all you know to do to stand strong, not to turn and run. And when the pressure of the waves builds, you have to apply stronger pressure on the back of that surfboard. It's called hang 10. Because then you hang your toes over the edge of the surfboard and apply pressure to the back of the board or the waves will just take you out. And you go through the storms of life, hang 10. Hang in there. Wrap those toes around that thing and don't let go through the ins, through the outs, through the ups, through the downs. You tell your adversary, no matter what you do, you will not run me off. I will not come off this board. I will not bail out. I don't quit when problems arise. Because if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small, says the scripture. Remain strong in the word of God. Put on the whole armor of God. So when the day of adversity arrives and the dust finally settles, you're still standing. That's why you have to read this book. You read it when you think you don't need it. So when you do need it, the Holy Spirit can bring it right back to you. The word that you read tonight, it might not seem very significant. But when you move into the rest of the week, And here comes the devil with an all-out attack on your life. The Holy Spirit will bring that word back up to you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. There is power in being faithful in spiritual things. And faithfulness gives us glimpses of intimacy. Matthias had been there. Every miracle Jesus performed, Matthias was there. Every message Jesus preached, Matthias was there. Even the ones that John said we could not record because the books would not be able to contain them. Matthias was an eyewitness. If someone said, I don't believe Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, or said, it's just got to be an exaggeration to say, Ten lepers were cleansed at one time? Or I don't believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and ascended to heaven. Watch Matthias. He raises his hand and makes his most important contribution to the kingdom of God. He says, I was there. They said, Lazarus was dead for four days. I was there. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. You were there. You witnessed it. 
They can argue. They can tell you no way that could have ever happened. But I know what I experienced is real because it happened to me. I saw it with my own eyes. That's why I respect seasoned Christians. They've been through the fire and they're still here. They've been through the battles and they're still here. Been there. Still standing. When stuff happens, they don't fall apart. But something in them rises up saying, he's walked with me through the valley of shadow before. He's been there when my bank account has been zero. I've been young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. God is faithful when we are faithful. And God is faithful even when we are faithless. You might not have your name in lights, but the reward is for the faithful who have been there. Showing up in a care home, going to visit someone in prison, conducting a home group or hosting one, going out in the rain to visit children and their families for sidewalk kids, to make a difference in the lives of people who need hope. Being there on Wednesday night, mentoring rangers or impact girls. While we're here in this service, assisting with children and reality kids. Being there with our preschoolers or helping out in the nursery. You're making a difference. You never know what God's going to do in the life of a person in our community because of your investment. And that person next to you might have been seen last on the wall of our post office. But here they are today, sitting next to you, worshiping God because somebody was faithful to take them the word of God. The word doesn't say Matthias understood everything that Jesus was doing. It doesn't say that he was comprehensive of all the theology that Jesus was teaching that was really upsetting the Pharisees who were looking back at the Old Testament. No, he was just there, faithfully there, faithfully serving whatever capacity God had for him. And if you remain in church for a while, you'll not understand everything that happens. You might not agree with everything that happens. And then again, you don't walk in this environment 24-7 and know what I know about a situation. And as perfect as I am, I for sure will do something that'll, that'll make you question my wisdom, no doubt. Matthias' name was never in the mission intel. He never sang on the platform with the praise and raisins. He never got any glory. He was just an ordinary guy, but he was faithful to serve Jesus. Amen? Watch. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. I believe there is a heaven. I believe the trumpet's going to sound. I believe by rapture or through passing, I will not have a face-to-face at the white throne judgment for my sins. I won't have to go to the white throne judgment. Because my sins have been covered from the womb to the tomb. 
The blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. But I will face Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. It's called the Bema seat. It's named for the exalted area at the Roman Forum where the Romans paraded their champions. And there they stood like Olympians and were rewarded with gold and silver and medals and crowns. And the word is very clear. My salvation is settled. I'm therefore not working for my salvation. That's taken care of. I am working for my reward. That's why I'm serving the Lord. And a sobering thought today, how I live right now matters. One of the crowns that he's going to give out is called the crown of righteousness. Right standing. You've taken the right stand. It matters how you live. It matters your conduct, your purity, your holiness, resisting sin. It matters to God. Because one day you'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The bema, the very light of God, the spotlight of God himself will shine on us before all of heaven while we're standing there at that seat. And all of our works will be examined by Jesus. What did you do for me? And this is Jesus talking. Be loyally faithful unto death, even if you must die for it. And I will give you the crown of life. Jesus will ask, what did you do for me? And some pull back and they think, well, you know, I don't have anything to give. I'm, I'm not qualified. I don't have many skill sets. I'm not good enough. And I don't have any gifts whatsoever. Yes, you do. That's a lie. Everybody has a gift. Every, God has placed in every person purpose. And your responsibility is to know what that is and to fulfill it. He made you righteous in return because of the blood of his son. And in return, he expects your loyalty and he expects your faithfulness. That's the responsibility all of us carry. Faithful to the work of God, to the house of God, faithful to tithe, faithful to serve, faithful to be accountable to spiritual leadership, to use your giftings, and to love one another. Those are all kingdom principles. All of them are stated clearly in the word of God, are our responsibilities in faithfulness and loyalty. And then he goes on to tell us this. Who then? is a faithful and wise servant. Jesus goes on to say, the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. In Luke, he says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. If I can't trust you with this little, I'll never trust you with all this. If you have not been faithful, Jesus said, in the unrighteous mammon, money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? If after what I've given to you and blessed you with, you wouldn't be faithful to me with it, do you really think I'm going to give you great reward in the next world? Because you were faithful in very little. You have authority over ten cities. He rewards faithfulness. 
Moreover, it's required in stewards that one be found faithful. Paul said, I sent Timothy to you, who was my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. And then he wrote to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me, Paul wrote, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Commit these, what? These truths, the words of God, the truth of God's word, to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Faithfulness is a high standard and requirement of the Lord. And then he kind of concludes some things and he says, For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. To those who show up on Sunday morning, Sunday night, then the cream of the crop on Wednesday nights, you're here. It matters if you're doing something at Calvary Christian Center for the kingdom of God. It matters. Jesus spoke of the eye of the needle when he was preaching and teaching. He said, for it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Like the wealthy man in his newest edition turbocharged Porsche attempting to go through the revolving door of the Ritz-Carlton. He can ram his Porsche into that door. He will not go through that door. It's not that the wealthy can't get into heaven. The point is, the wealthy man can go through that door, but he has to get out of the Porsche because all of the stuff will be left behind you on this side. You can enter heaven through the blood of Jesus Christ, but you're not taking your stuff with you. It will not matter at the judgment seat of Christ. What will matter at the judgment seat of Christ, were you faithful? Were you faithful? Because only what you've done for Jesus is going to go through the door. That's why he says, be a joyful giver. Joyfully. That's why I smile when I bring, me, bring in my tithe. He's making note of this. Thank you, Lord. You're taking, you're taking attention at this because you're watching me honor you because I'm securing my blessings for eternity because they're in a place that cannot be stolen or corrupted or taken away. Joyfully serve the Lord. Come to God's house joyfully to serve him. Listen, with gladness, serve the Lord. Labor for him, knowing it's hard work, but there's great reward from the master for being faithful because the material stuff is not going through the door. But we send ahead as we labor for his kingdom that's what's going to bring great reward and blessing when we stand at the Bema seat, the spotlight seat, the judgment seat 
of Christ. And you think, well, things aren't what I hope them to be at this point of life, Pastor. It's not where I wanted to be. God sees you, and he is faithful. You be faithful. That's what he requires above all other requirements. Faithfulness. He's going to prepare a place for us. And in that city, the scripture says, there are 12 foundations made of precious stones. Can you imagine a city that's 1,400 miles wide, long, and reaching upwards another 1,400 miles has 12 foundations holding it together. And each foundation is hewn from a precious stone. So it says, the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. On one of the foundations, Peter. On another, John. On another foundation, Matthew. Each has a foundation. All the way through the 11th, and the angelic work crew are finishing up the foundations, and they come to the 12th foundation, And the name has to be engraved. And the foreman angel says, Master, whose name gets to be placed on this 12th foundation? How do we engrave this? The 12 foundations of the city where all the redeemed of all time will live for eternity called the new Jerusalem. No weeping, no sorrow, no sickness, no pain. There's a name missing on this last foundation. Whose name do I engrave? And Jesus says, engrave the name Matthias. Who's that? It doesn't matter if you don't know his name. I know his name. Let him be numbered among the apostles. That's what it says in Acts. And when I get to heaven, one thing I want to do among many, many, many things I want to do and put my fingers into the name engraved of Matthias. The man who did not preach like Peter, who never worked miracles like Paul, who never wrote a book like Matthew. But I can identify with this man. I have been faithful. And God has and will reward faithfulness in every one of his followers throughout all eternity because he puts the highest reward on faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. You've been faithful to me. You've been faithful. When my heart had questions, I couldn't see anything ahead of me. You were still faithful to me, Lord. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So what does that do to me? It extracts from me loyalty and faithfulness. 
as his character gets developed in mine. So let's stand together and let's lift our hands in gratitude for his great faithfulness.